best is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah, I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, so <laughs> this. This story of mine, I had off last week. We got a lot done. We were productive, productive little podcasters. Nice. It's always good when you get a chance to enjoy your time off and do things that you want to. Yeah, well, you and I specifically, too. We got a lot done for the show. Oh, yeah, we did. And I also went to the dentist. You know, I cleaned up around the house, did a lot of that kind of stuff. I didn't I didn't vacation. Like, it wasn't a planned time off sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, one of the days that... Uh, my girlfriend Marley was off with me. I went up to San Jose with her, and she wanted to go to this like bounce place, you know, like one of those places with all the trampolines. Oh yeah, trampoline park. Yeah, that one right here in Albany. Yeah, there you go. So to pre- to preface that trip, since I had off, I I completely shaved, which you know I always kind of go like full like scruff. Pretty much is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. Because it's not a beard. I'm not, like, growing out like a lumberjack sort of thing. I keep yeah, it, just got a little, little 5 o'clock shadow kind yeah, of thing going on. Keep it, keep it trimmed. But I always like to keep the mustache, like, thicker, you know? Because you don't, like, it's hard to grow the stash back once you, like, get rid of it completely. Oh, it takes a long time. I haven't got rid of my stash in a long time, but I rock a full beard. Yep. And, and that's the best way to, you know, kind of fill it in is to, like, let it grow over time. So, since I had the week off, I wanted to take care of my skin. I completely shaved because I also no sponsorship here, but I have a Harry's Razor uh, subscription I'm trying out. So, I completely uh-huh. shaved down, but I left the mustache. Because, okay. you know, I didn't want to sacrifice it. Cause I you're knew rocking this... a handlebar or are you rocking the, the standard stash? Well, see, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know how short to go. So, it ended up being sort of dad stash, ended right at the lips. I'm, I'm, th- I'm imagining a dad stash slash cop stash. Yeah, okay. That's probably a good way to describe it. It was around that that area of stash line. Now, okay. I've done the At hand- least it wasn't a Hitler. Yeah, ooh, I was I was worried I was going to go too short. You don't want to end up in that territory. So <laughs> I have the dad stash, cop stash. Fast forward to the day off. We're going up to the trampoline park. Now, when I think trampoline park, I didn't think little kids running around like it's a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, you would imagine, like, people in shape, like, fucking getting their exercise on almost. This one was definitely more in the realm of the Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, fuck, were they slinging slices? (laughs) No, No slices being slung, but pretty much parents, children, and then there's myself and my girlfriend. Jesus. Ah, you gotta jump around kids without squashing them. And I'm rocking this weird dad stash completely <laughs> shaved. So I'm like, yo, Marley, go ahead of me. I'm uh, I'm feeling a little judged here right now. You well, know, this, this, uh, now I'm starting to, this is starting to shift. I'm thinking you got a pedophile stash. That's what I was worried about. That was the <laughs> fucking main concern here is like, oh shit, I just shaved down to like dad stash, cop stash, pedo stash, and... Now I'm going to a place where there's kids bouncing around. Like it was a cool place for for what it was. I wish it was definitely more a little adult themed. Uh, you get, they had like <laughs> different size uh, basketball hoops that you could dunk on, which were kind of okay. cool. And that is cool. And like a little blob pit that you could like do a flip into. We we stayed for like a half hour or so and bounced around until we were tired. But they need like a bounce house type place. 
for adults where 18 can, and over where they got a bar I don't actually I don't know maybe where the moms aren't looking at you and trying to figure out if they saw a police sketch of you recently why don't you take a seat right over there <laughs> yeah dude that was my main concern it's like I didn't want to sacrifice the stash but I also didn't think I'd be going into a place where there'd be little kids running around and I'd be the only person my age I felt like I was in Curb Your Enthusiasm or something. Like, what the fuck? This <laughs> uh, is a surreal moment. <laughs> Seriously. So that's what uh, I well, did on my week off. I got judged and shaved down. Yeah. And uh, this week's uh, morning is watch how you shave that stash, people, and where you're going. Make make sure your stash is appropriate for the event you're you're attending. Would handlebar would have been better? I don't know what the appropriate facial hair is for a uh, trampoline park. I feel like uh, handlebar would gets away with it anywhere now. They're they're back in style. You're like you know oh, that guy's kind of hipster. He's kind of cool. You know. Very true. I'm gonna leave it at that then. <laughs> <laughs> well, leave it at that and uh, let's uh, step into the show. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. And as always, I'm Matthew. And I'm Jesse. And I have most of my beer back at this point. <laughs> ah, I'm glad you don't got the pedo stash going on anymore. No, nope, learned nope. your lesson. Yeah. Handlebars all the way next time. (laughs) (laughs) So we always want to tell you, recommend the show to a friend if you're a true fan of the show. And if you're also a true fan of the show, hopefully you've gone over and liked our Facebook page where we're always posting really cool stuff and followed us on Instagram where we're always showing off Matt's awesome graphic skills. Uh, Sometimes. The last one wasn't a hit, but I dig it. The next one will be better. (laughs) And if you really like our content, why not contribute to the Patreon? When you contribute to the Patreon, you're help crafting the show, and also you get an awesome reward. You know, we give shoutouts to anybody that donates, and uh, you also get an invitation to play with us on the fourth Saturday of every month. Play on Xbox Live with us. Come on now. We're talking about Friday the 13th. Maybe we'll eventually get on that if uh, people are interested. It seems cool. I definitely want to check it out. Oh, yeah. And uh, on the show, we're going to have our news, as always. And uh, we got a little tech for you. And then we're bringing some awesome movies. So uh, stick around. Everyone loves our movie reviews. But first off, with the news, we always like to talk about a little bit of weed news. And this time, we're catching up with what's going on in Mexico. We've covered how they were pushing for legalization of medical marijuana and to declassify it as, like, an illegal substance. And... There's a little caveat that's, uh, I don't know, Matt, it's tainted my idea of how they were approaching this. The Mexican president, uh, Enrique Peña Nieto, uh, said on June 19th that he would be publishing a bill making medical cannabis legal and available uh, in Mexico. But the catch is that it's only products with 1% THC or lower that will be allowed. Yeah, which is ridiculous. We're talking, like, industrial hemp level. Yeah, that's... And if anyone's familiar with how a lot of the medical cannabises work, CBD is the active ingredient or active chemical that they're looking for in a lot of the medical stuff, but it can only be activated through at least some THC, and I, I don't know if 1% is even enough i feel like it needs yeah to it triggers the receptors in your body to open up to take to receive the cannabidiol uh cannabidiol by dial <laughs> by dial <laughs> yeah that'll get you but yeah and uh without that i mean you're basically wasting the cbd like what it's gonna do to you yeah it's it's been said that this is like a small step a very tiny tiny step away from their drug policies of their past but it's not really enough in my uh, opinion. You know, 1% THC is going to certainly limit the effectiveness of any like medical product that they're trying to use down there. Without a doubt. I mean, it should at least be around 4 or 5, I would say, and that's still a fair, you know, that's on the edge of becoming like where you actually get the enhancement of the THC on the uh, psychoactive like element of it. Yeah, and it sort of shows through that there's a clear misunderstanding of the drug and how it actually works, if that's, like, see, what they're trying yeah. to push. Yeah, you see that with a lot of, like, drug, like, regulation. is like, they don't take the time to understand what they're actually creating these laws around, and then, therefore, like, the people that actually want to use these drugs get fucked. Yep. 
absolutely. It's uh, the bill was approved with an incredible three hundred and seventy-four to seven vote. So, uh, I mean, maybe they're looking at it as, oh, it's better than what we have going on right now. It's better than nothing. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it's a it's a step in the right direction, but it's a baby step. Very much so a baby step. So we'll be sure to post that article up on our Facebook page on Monday when this episode releases. And that epi- or that article was from herb.co. And our next story is an update on a story we had covered way back when. You might remember that we covered a story about a man who was so sick of his wife that he decided there was only one way out. And that was to rob a bank. <laughs> well... As you would think, it didn't turn out so well for him, but not in the way you would think, because karma had stepped in. John Ripple had robbed a Kansas City bank, and uh, the district attorney actually took took it easy on him, <laughs> or he wanted to hit him with some irony, because what he was uh, he could have been hit with 37 months in prison. You know, not a short stint. Right. Not the longest. You know, that's pretty short actually for what I was expecting for an armed bank robbery. But uh, instead, they decided, hey, you're going to get six months of house arrest and three years of supervised probation. So now, the deed that he wanted to get himself away from his wife has landed him to where he has to stay at home with his wife 24-7 and cannot leave. He's got probation on top of the six months of house arrest. It's just like it wasn't worth it, clearly. Well, you know, the one benefit is he has 50 hours of community service, so maybe he can get away for 50 hours during that six months. Spread them out wisely, sir. And maybe uh, get a job if your probation will allow it. He's just going to rob another bank so that they actually put him That's in That's what he time. needs to do. He needs to just cut that bracelet off, go rob another bank, and then they're, they, what are they going to do? Hit him with life house arrest? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. That's... No matter what you do, John, we're going to stick you right back where you came from. That's terrible. The judge is just it's a sad story for the seven-year-old. You know, he wanted to get one thing and then he got another. I call it life. Yeah, that's that's always funny when irony is sort of right. Yeah. Justice is handed out via irony. Either way. Yeah, I bet Mr. Ripple isn't too happy right now. <laughs> so another judge who would be pretty upset would be any of the judges working at the courthouse in Arkansas in our next article. In Jonesboro, officials are pleading with courthouse visitors, stop urinating in our elevators. Ah, that's no place to take a piss. Now, the the thing that I think is so mind-blowing about this is that the restrooms are located about 25 feet from these elevators that everyone's been pissing in. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta go, you gotta go, and the elevator is slow. It's one of those older ones, so you're just—it's playing that horrible music. It just makes you wanna take your dick out and whiz in the corner, you know? Well, I'm wondering if it's just people who are like pissed off that they, you know, couldn't get their parking ticket dismissed, so they're like, "Fuck this," and they like piss. Oh yeah, pissing. It's definitely a spite piss incident. (laughs) Definitely a spite piss if I ever heard of a case for one. (laughs) The. the Craighead County officials hope new security cameras will deter the steady stream of culprits who have been relieving themselves in the courthouse elevator. I have to say bravo to WQAD out of Arkansas who came up with that, that nice little steady stream of culprits. <laughs> A nice Kudo. little pun kudos to you i always enjoy that but they yeah they put up cameras and hopefully that's going to deter people from doing it but they already you know caught three people in the act one of whom was decided for or cited for disorderly conduct and fined 105 dollars and a third instance was recorded more recently and they plan to issue a citation so he's catching a lot of these people maybe it's like a the cool thing to do like a yeah it's like a legend of somewhat like or you know like just you gotta do it man you go to the court for your ticket you gotta piss in the elevator piss in the elevator they'll dismiss the ticket i just feel sorry for the people that get into the elevator not realizing and then they're just like stepping in the piss you know maybe it's a carpeted elevator so it's like like, what the fuck that'd be terrible it just smells like piss as soon as those doors close 
the aroma of piss just hits you in the face. Never carpet an elevator because they're too tight. You can't clean it properly. You yeah. can't get in there. It's too yeah, too true. close to quarters. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. You're never going to get that, that little edge, you know? I bet there's a lot of people there on drug offenses that are maybe they're just like hyped up. Want to take a piss in the elevator? Oh, yeah, you got your meth addicts and your, your cocaine users? <laughs> Possibly. Well, we got a safe alternative to cocaine in our next uh, piece here. And what we've got is Coco Loco. <laughs> and uh, Coco Loco is exactly what you might think it is. It's uh, chocolate cocaine. No, it's not exactly cocaine. <laughs> but it's a, So Coco Loco uses cacao, which is processed at a lower heat than cocoa, retaining more of the beneficial nutrients. And it's basically a superfood that has mood-lifting ingredients and um, muscle-relaxing elements to it as well. Okay. And uh, this is like being marketed as like a, uh, like kind of given into the whole drug like drug craze, you know? Like it's a it's a natural stimulant that you can snort. <laughs> so you get your little jar of Coco Loco, which uh, it comes at a price of twenty four ninety nine, and it's uh, one point two five ounces, and uh, it's about ten servings there, and uh, you just snort it, and you get Jeez. a good good rush out of it apparently sugar and rush. It's snorting yeah right apparently it doesn't have sugar um it's all pure and it also has like um got the purest cacao man yeah yeah it has guarana in it taurine it has all kinds of ingredients to help help keep you good so it's actually beneficial to your health i don't know about the snorting factor about it but the alternative is you can make a drink out of it if you're not uh that edgy <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's it's quite the interesting product. What other products have been marketed as snorting them, to, you know, for intake? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's the it's first different. time I ever heard of that for a product. I mean, I guess you could do it, but, like, I would feel like it would fuck with, like, the shit in your nose, you know? You'd yeah. You'd end up getting, like, nosebleeds or something, because, like, the mucus Inflammation at minimum. Yeah, right? and, and the membranes up there really aren't meant to do that. Yeah, and it's got to be abrasive but somewhat, so it's gonna like do some damage. I feel like. I think I think the only people who are gonna go for this are like college kids who can't get a hold of real coke. I guess, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it's targeting is you know young adults that are uh, into the drug scene. But I mean, shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's really odd. It's the like I said. It's the first time I've ever heard of anything being marketed that way. And I'll you know what? I'll take my uh, Hershey's syrup. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick with the Nesquik all day over Coco Loco. <laughs> See, the problem of is, when, is we have when, to mention this came out of Florida. <laughs> the problem is when you try and snort Hershey's syrup, it just like gets all caught up in there. Yeah, you could, like, drown snorting some Hershey syrup. That shit is thick. <laughs> Be like, man, you got, like, some, like, black shit dripping from your nose. And, man, I mean, you could try the Nesquik powder, but that shit is just weak these days. It just doesn't have the oomph behind it anymore. Go for the harder <laughs> stuff. You gotta splurge. That's when Coco Logo steps in. Twenty four ninety nine, ten servings. You're Can't well, go wrong. Well, in our next article, we have... We continue with the... Illegal theme, sort of, but in this case, we're talking about avocados. Oh, I love avocado. It's so good. Salad. You want to make some guac with it. Oh, you can't. You can, there's nothing you can't do with an avocado. High demand these days. Avocados are all the rage. Everyone's talking about them. Three men were arrested on suspicion of grand theft avocado. Ah, oh, you fucks! They stole an avocado. Yeah, th uh, no, this was a ton of avocados. This was $300,000 worth of avocados. Jesus Christ. The avocados are pretty cheap. I feel like that, that's got it. you know, like the average avocado, like when I go to buy it, you know, it's, it's a dollar in the off season. Maybe it's like two. That's a lot of fucking avocado. Yeah, that is. I mean, if say they're a dollar a piece or even 50 so cents two a dollars. piece. That's so like two dollars a piece. Let's upshoot it. 150,000 avocados. That, that's yeah well we got yeah that's that's a lot of avocados still so i mean these guys were working at a ripening facility in ventura um near oxnard a ripen, in california a ripening facility do they like rush the ripening or is that like just a 
where they actually they like pull them. Well, I know a lot of the produce that gets uh, gro- that's grown in California, they have these facilities where they'll like sort of keep stuff cool in one area, and then they'll like take stuff out to ship. So it's sort of like a, uh, it might be one of those types of process. facilities. Yeah, basically okay. just keeping some of the fresher stuff that comes in on ice and then shipping out the uh, the stuff that needs to go. And I'm guessing, so these guys, I don't think they were just walking it out in their pockets, as funny as that image is to me. Jesus, yeah, they must have been stealing crates or something, because, I mean, that's a lot of fucking avocados, man. Authorities confirmed that they were selling the avocados illegally, pretty much, like, outside the company, and they want anyone who thinks that they may have bought avocados from these men to contact them. That's the sheriff uh, sheriff's office down there in Ventura. Oh, nobody's going to contact them. They were selling them dirt cheap, 20 cents a piece to small mom and pop delis and shit. You turn yourself in if you bought an illegal avocado. They're pissed, man. Now their their avocado connects got nabbed, so now they got no fucking connection to get some fucking sweet avocados for a good price. Well, I mean, it's fairly easy to do. I drive up and down uh, the coast to, from like to and from work, and I see people on the side of the road all the time with a little sign set up, like saying "fresh fruit" or whatever. Oh, I, true. It, it's well, it'd be easy enough to do, but I mean, well, avocados are grown out by you. If they were smart, they were hauling them across state lines, bringing them, you know, somewhere where avocados aren't grown, make a little more bang for the buck. How do you hide av- the avocados, though, you know, when you're taking them across state lines? There's only, like, so much space in a cooler. True, true. Well, I feel like you wouldn't get questioned as much as you would, per se, if you were hiding a gun. And, I mean, you wouldn't think there's many places to hide a gun, either. Right. But uh, in our next story, we got one of the most interesting concealments that we've ever read upon. <laughs> and what we have is a Texas woman... Smuggled a loaded pistol into the jail and she, she alerted the jail when she got there after she had been arrested for a drug possession of methamphetamine and uh, Where she had this gun You wouldn't believe <laughs> Well, not many places you can get it in if you're going to jail Apparently Ashley Cecilia Castaneda Had told officers at the McLennan County Jail that she was packing a loaded handgun in her birth canal. Damn. Yeah. Now, I'm hoping for her sake it was like one of those little pea shooter 22s, but God knows it was a 44 Magnum long barrel. Police Sergeant De- uh, Patrick Swanton, he said a uh, jail's, uh, jail like um, officer had performed a cavity search and found the gun right where she said she had hit it. <laughs> found but on the other hand... We found 36 rounds of ammunition. Oh we my found, god, she was found a second ammo? gun. Jesus. And we found parts to a sawed-off shotgun. Where's the rest of it? Dig deeper. That's what <laughs> I say. Well, Cassinon is a good If you're a good detective. <laughs> yeah, true. If you're elbows deep into the case. Cassinon's <laughs> attorney, Seth Sutton, denied the story and said it was impossible. But the police department stands by their case and says, Oh yeah, she had it packed up there. Real good. <laughs> Bucket, what, what's it, so the lawyer thinks they're magicians? Yeah, apparently. You know, just like, well, you know, what's that behind you here? What's that up your vagina? Whoa! Pulling things out of places they shouldn't be. <laughs> shouldn't be. I was waiting for you to finish. I was like, where's he going with this? Yeah, they shouldn't be there. Never, uh, this is another PSA. Do not put guns in cavities of your body no 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 i'm not gonna tell i'm not gonna tell people what to do with their guns but i will say if you're gonna (laughs) do that make sure it's not loaded yeah oh my god we'd have a real we wouldn't even cover it if (laughs) it went the other way and the gun accidentally went off that would be a little too bad for us to cover on this show even we have our limits yeah that's that's pretty terrible i mean like I, i i don't know what's worse than that the only thing I can think of is something like our next article. Oh, it is somewhat worse. Or <laughs> we have a severed human cocktail toe stolen from a Yukon hotel pub. Now, what's a cocktail toe? Oh, you've never heard of a cocktail toe. 
Well, no. when you need to stir, sounds interesting. When you need to stir your beverage at the bar, it's when the bartender takes off his shoe and he dips it. In the, <laughs> this, in this case, this is a very specific thing to this. It's bar. not shaken; it's stirred. Yeah, <laughs> nice big, big uh, thumb toe stirring it all about there. Oh, let me get that hair for you. So, the <laughs> the Yukon Yukon bar that we're talking about is famous for a sour toe cocktail, which has a mummified human toe inside of it. Now, I've seen this bar featured on a number of like Food Network and like travel shows and blogs and stuff like that, and they have a severed mummified toe that they essentially drop into the drink and you're supposed to like take the drink back and like hold the toe in your teeth and then like spit it back in and then you know they put it in salt or whatever to keep it mummified and it's been stolen who the fuck wants this crusty ass toe salty ass toe someone people love this toe there's tons of pictures of people like holding the toe toe in the bottom of the glass like it's it's Jeez. a big thing so i'm not surprised that some drunk idiot decided like i'm gonna take this toe home with me oh out of all the things you could take home with you don't take the severed toe people well even worse it's been this has happened eight times because eight of them have gone missing since the tradition first began oh. in 1973 now do we have a serial toe thief on our hands do you think that's a possibility? Coming back, just trying to get enough for a full two feet. <laughs> full two feet. He's like, ah, oh, I got, I got five big toes. This is uh, going nowhere fast. Into, I could point him out immediately. It's the guy wobbling his ass in there without toes. Oh, he's trying to attach these blackened, mummified toes to his living self. Oh, they keep breaking off. The duct tape it doesn't, gets too it doesn't sweaty. work like that, sir. <laughs> So, even worse, now, hopefully no one's eating while listening to this episode. The toe has been swallowed twice since then. <laughs> oh, And God. consuming it's discouraged because you're fined if you eat the toe. Oh, my God. A lot of people throw their drinks back. And, I mean, I guess if the toe is in there and you gulping it down... This toe Jeez. is worth, and I didn't even realize this, this toe is worth $60,000. Is that the going rate for a toe these days? I, I guess so. I don't Man. know. I don't know how they value the toe, because you can't put body parts on on Amazon or eBay. I'm not huh. Not sure why I know that. But. Black market, they got to have their appraiser come in. And, oh, that's a fine specimen you got there. Yeah, yeah. It's about $60,000 you should expect to receive for this toe at auction. <laughs> Yeah, right, bring it on Antiques Roadshow. What we got here is a mummified, salted human toe. It's been drank by many of tourists to the Yukon. Jesus Christ. If you've taken this toe shot, send us an email. I want to hear what that toe tastes like. Yeah, and if you have footage, post that shit on the page. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be... I'm going to throw up, but that'd be great. (laughs) All right, well, it's time to celebrate that we haven't done this ourselves and had that dirty toe all up in our grill. That's definitely a cause to celebrate. Celebrating's not always good. You gotta be careful how and where you celebrate. Because in our next article, we have a story about uh, a group of gentlemen that celebrated in the wrong fucking place. And what happened was there was a big there was a big cricket game going on between Pakistan and India, and apparently there's a big rivalry going on there as well. And uh, you know, Pakistan tended to they ended up taking the win. They, uh, they beat India, and uh, 15 Muslim men were so happy. They were out in the streets yelling and having a good old time. They even lit off some firecrackers. Well, celebrate. This is, insert the store losers here. Because Indian police decided that these fools needed to get arrested. And That's they got charged up. with sedition. Which, uh, we had, to, we had to get into a little bit about what that is, but it's a kind of a conspiracy against the state. So celebrating your and uh, your it seems a little harsh for what they were charged with, seeing as they can also end up with uh, the surrender of their passports, you know, ineligibility for government jobs, and also, you know, to top it off, they can get life imprisonment for celebrating for having, their team's win. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess they were they were spitting out some you know pro Pakistan like uh, slogans and stuff, but like, Jesus Christ! I mean, no matter what they were saying, I mean, isn't there some type of okay with speech there? I mean, shit. Have they not seen what happens when like people win like championships in America? They like trash yeah. the street. Yeah, shit, yeah, and like rivalries happen. I mean, shit. Go to fucking the Boston Red Sox, like. Uh, fucking go to one of their games wearing a Yankees fucking get up and see what happens. You're gonna have at least one Boston asshole be like, what the fuck you doing, man? You know, like fucking, right. it's gonna happen. Now, I know that, like, it's also with India and Pakistan, there's a deep historic rivalry as well. Oh, yeah. That also affects, it will probably affect Well, that I'm more. sure that's, yeah, I'm sure that's really where this comes down to. It's not just the idea of a game causing this kind of disrest. It's definitely, uh, the Pakistanians aren't appreciated. <laughs> Spitting their lo their slogans out and, uh, celebrating the win they got. Yeah, so that's some bullshit. They should be let go. You should, if you, if you can't play, like, if you can't be a sore loser like that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. People should be allowed yeah. to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, shit, man. So, we're heading into our funny clip of the week. This is a pretty good one. It's comes kind of from the MMA world. We got someone doing a training type video. And, <laughs> and I he's was, not the he's not the funny subject. I was gonna video, say though. I always like when uh, you're concentrating on one part of the video and it's something that happens in the background that's the actual funny part. Yeah, and in the background of this, it's quite the explosive energy we got, that happens <laughs> we, we got a pretty big guy facing off against uh he's a taller guy but definitely smaller guy not as sizable as him <laughs> and he kind of gets the bigger guy kind of takes a hit bounces off the little bit of cage and then does a kick along with like a thunder punch to the fucking uh chest it looks like putting straight up butter beaning yeah that's what i call this yeah this is like a, a butter bean type video going on he punches him so hard in the chest he goes through a wall. I he doubt that was planned. Him through the sheetrock. He fucking puts the dude through the fucking sheetrock. They were saving Never to up. be seen again. They're saving up for the rest of the cage. They couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you had to get it in pieces, the, I guess. They're on the, the the partial purchasing package. You know, you get a wall at a time. You pay yep. it off. Gonna have to pay off for that hole in the wall now. But this this yeah. is a pretty funny clip. It's a little gift that. Yeah, we, we're getting a kick out of it. I just keep watching it now. It's like, yeah, bah! Right off the wall into his chest. He uses all of his weight into that. So we'll post that up on Wednesday on the Facebook. We always do our funny clips on Wednesdays for you. So make sure you head over to the Facebook and like that. So you're getting all of our cool articles that we post throughout the week. Yeah, so you can see what the fuck we're talking about here. Now, let's move it along to some technology. Tick, 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 technology. So we're starting off talking about what else. We're, we're a very Xbox-centric podcast. We're talking about the new Xbox One X. Now, this was announced at E3. And yeah. It, they told us that Project Scorpio, which was like the code name, I guess, right? Or Project Yeah, name? it was, yeah, Scorp the, like, the like reveal of like Scorpio came out, you know, from leaks like probably a year, a year and a half ago. So this has been in the works for quite a bit. Yeah, and they, they said that that project is, was code name for Xbox One X, which is the finalized product, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah. And it, a lot of people have concerns about, is it a whole new system? Am I going to have to, like, buy this system to keep up with the new games that are coming out? And it's actually not the case. Like, all games are going to be the same. It's just on the Xbox One X, it's actually, like, going to perform a little better with graphics and the engines inside. But it'll still function just as well on your Xbox One Day Ones and your Xbox One S's. Yep. And I, I was really worried that the new, because I just got a new customized controller from the design lab uh, via Microsoft. It was one of my birthday presents. And I was worried that that controller wasn't going to work with the new system if I ended up getting it. But it looks like it will, right? 
Yeah, all Xbox One. Um, it'll be universal with all the products that work with your regular Xbox Ones. So that's the nice thing. It's not too much. It's just an upgrade for people. Realistically, if you have a really nice TV and you want to utilize and take advantage of the graphics, that's where this comes into play. Also, it'll, you know, like if you're streaming a lot, you know, Amazon Prime and, and Netflix and Hulu and everything, the UHD quality is going to be perfect. So that's the one thing it's going to have up. You know, you, you'll definitely notice a difference in the picture and it'll probably be a little speedier. Um, you'll have to have the, a 4K TV to have the most, like, the best Yeah, true 4K. Yeah, you need a true 4K TV to actually get it. Otherwise, if you have an older TV, don't even bother. Buy the TV first and then buy this because it's going to be the same exact thing. You know, you'll Just be able to Just a little faster. Games. More yeah, memory. Yeah, it'll definitely be a little faster. Um, the CPUs are, are basically the same. What they've done is uh, it's an 8-core CPU at 2.3 gigahertz, whereas the uh, Xbox Ones run on a 1.7 gigahertz. And uh, your storage will be doubled. It'll, you'll automatically get the one terabyte. Um, your some memory the, will be a third better. Some of the uh... small changes. That's really what's going on here. It's all about the graphics, really. Yeah, definitely. And some of the stuff I saw out of E3 uh, with like Sea of Thieves and Anthem. That was another really cool looking game that just looked beautiful in 4K. Yeah, yeah, I will say the graphics that they're like they're showing off right now are pretty fucking intense. Like, it's computer quality graphics finally on console. One thing that was I thought really interesting and I think beneficial in a weird way is the fan. They've worked on it to be maximum cooling, minimal noise, and they said yeah. Xbox One X uses advanced liquid cooling and the supercharged style centrifuge fan to ensure that it stays cool. Which is fucking a light sun because me and you both complain all the time about how that when that fan winds up, you like to call it the helicopter. Yep, because that's what it off. fucking sounds like. <laughs> it's it, like out of nowhere, it's just like it's not running too like too loud or anything. It's just like. Ooh, you know it's fucking so annoying out of nowhere you got to turn your tv up you're like what the fuck and it's generally when it's it sounds like it's when you're accessing uh internal like memory like either playing yeah a, booting up playing a game, a game on your hard, hard drive. drive or um yeah starting up an app sometimes it'll happen as well yeah i remember when i first got it i was like shit is this thing broken like is this it's about to like, blow what the fuck like i think it's about to overheat <laughs> So, hopefully these improvements will be pretty good. I'm going to, as always with the platforms, I wait a while. Yeah, I would. I mean... i like to see what Honestly, happens. my Xbox One's the first thing I bought, like, right away. I bought a day one Xbox One, and, you know, it's still running perfectly. I'm not going to fucking switch it out until I get a reason from this thing to actually buy it. Because it's the same price as when I bought my Xbox One. It'll be launching at $499. Which they could go crazy with it. They could go crazy with it. You know, it could be a $600 console easily. And I believe it's going to be arriving right in time for holiday season, of course. Cause November as we 7th. Know, yep. As we know, they always like to release the games. The big games come out right around then. And consoles always drop right before Christmas time. So that they can get the peak sales. It looks good to the uh, to the team. True. And $499 is not a bad price point. I mean, if they end up doing a like custom skin version they can end up charging a little bit more for it yeah it comes with a game yeah you get the custom controller people tend to like that i always wanted back in the day i always wanted the star wars edition um xbox 360 one of our buddies had it and i was always like damn that's cool <laughs> right and they're definitely neat if you can find like the game or the style that you like if they end up making it yeah hell yeah so moving on with our technology, we got something that we found to be slightly beneficial in the terms of uh, mental health. The, there's an article out of Quartz Media that says artificial intelligence can now predict suicide with a remarkable accuracy. Colin Walsh, who is a data scientist at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, has been using an algorithm along with multiple subjects 
to input data to figure out if medical history and uh, drugs that people are on along with where they're living, uh, their zip code, gender, age, all that stuff. He plugs it into an algorithm and it's, it's giving him very good data in terms of the likelihood as to whether or not someone is possibly going to commit suicide. Which I find fascinating because, you know, typically what happens is it's not the people that cry for help that actually do go all the way and commit suicide it's the people that you don't even expect to and i mean we've encountered this in our lives by losing friends that have actually committed suicide and it was always the ones that you would never expect it so i feel like this is actually something that's going to be so beneficial to life to helping people out that need help that but they don't ask for help absolutely and that if there's a way for people to reach out beforehand that's that's the way that you can intervene and that's exactly what walsh is trying to do here he wanted to try and find a way that he can intervene before it's too late and his algorithm is still it's still under testing essentially he's still doing uh, a lot of experiments with it he one thing that has come out of the testing so far is that it there may be a, a link between suicide risk and sleep disorders because a lot of people who are on melatonin were being flagged in this. Really? So it's it, fascinating. So it might not be melatonin itself, but it might be sleep disorders that mess with the brain that lead to suicidal thoughts. That's crazy, yeah. Like a regeneration aspect is missing or something. Al would probably crucify me in the way that I'm explaining this. But basically you re regenerate or like kind of heal as you rest. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's crucial that you get the, you know, like eight hours. It's like a reset, you know? Absolutely. So so that's really interesting. It's good that they're looking into this kind of thing and at least trying to find a way to help people before it's too late, you know? Definitely, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Computers like, are hope... helping us in all kinds of different ways. Before they become us. Before yeah, right? we become one. <laughs> well, let's move along to something a little lighter hearted. And, uh... You know what? I'm fucking sick of my dryer myself, honestly. Really? It takes forever to fucking dry my clothes. It's ridiculous, man. I'm getting fucking pissed off with how long it takes. And it seems that scientists at the Oak Ridge National Laboratory in Tennessee have developed a dryer just for me. Because they've called what they've developed is called the ultrasonic dryer. And it it dries clothes in about half the time. And that's exactly what I fucking need, because it's like, I do my wash, I got a washer and a dryer in my place. I do the wash, and it, the dryers, I'm always waiting on the dryer to finish. Yep. To put the next load in. Pain in the dick. But the ultrasonic dryer speeds up that process. And also what happens is it doesn't use heat, so therefore your clothing won't fade like dryers typically do. You know, your clothes come out cracked, you know, if you have like a logo t-shirt, they'll come out cracked and stuff like that. Right. Well, this is going to avoid that because it converts electricity into vibrations, shaking the water from the clothing. Hey, that's pretty good. With the, uh, using these transducers that they've created. And, uh, I mean, it's exactly the kind of improvements we need. We need all these things that are a pain in the dick in our lives to be sorted out and made easier. Absolutely. And it shortens the amount of time. Like you said, you'd be able to kind of do the, take the dryer, the clothes in the dryer out and pop those stuff in the washer in there in the same yeah. amount of time and not be backed up on it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm really into the idea that it's not going to crack all my like band t-shirts are a big thing, you know, like band t-shirts. I feel like when you buy one, you only get, you know, like 10 to 20 wears out of them because they start to look like sketchy after that they crack they like you know they look you know horrible yep now it'll actually keep your clothing intact you know it's only shaking it it's not adding that heat element and should and you actually won't get the lint either because lint comes from like when the um, dryers are blowing the heat on the clothing and it takes off the fibers so therefore you're not going to end up with like a lint trap full of fucking lint like you do, that causes the fire with a traditional dryer. Um, that's, I mean, that's good. You have less fading that way and stuff. Yeah, they've been working with General Electric and the Department of Energy to develop this. <clears throat> and it's been two years in the process, so it's only at a prototype right now. But in a couple of years, you should expect, you know, it'll actually hit the markets. And we'll have an alternative to traditional heat-blown dryers, which nice. I find amazing. Because adulting sucks sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, anything to make it easier. 
now in our next article, we're talking about Google and how they're using their streetcars for that they use for Google Maps for mapping methane and air pollutants. There's a ton of uh, natural gas pipelines in the U.S. and sometimes these pipelines uh, rupture or have leaks and methane's escaping, but it's, it's tough to really chart this. So the Environmental Defense Fund started working with people at Colorado State University to develop some way of, you know, mapping this, these leaks that happen. So that's where Google stepped in and they said, okay. you know, let's hook up the streetcars that we drive around for Google Maps anyways. And basically they hooked it up with some equipment that can measure the methane along with other pollutants in the air. So if they do two good trips through like an area, they'll be able to capture the air quality and like record the data on that just in the car alone. There's like a tube in the front that connects, that collects the air samples and then it goes to a anal an analyzer in the trunk. And then that data goes to a computer which is uploaded to the Google Cloud uh, for analysis and it's sort of live maps as they drive around. See, that's amazing. They're double using the uh, idea of what these cars were meant to do. They were simply just meant to map out roads and make the best of GPS unit. Now they're actually helping out the environment. It's that's And that's what we need to do is sort of like take existing things and sort of add to them and see how we can get more use out of what we're already doing. It was yeah, exactly. Very good idea on their part. So I'm, I'm not sure if these maps are like open to the public, but they have like a map on this article of like Boston and it has all like the little hot spots of where there's leaks. It's pretty neat. So I'll be sure to post this article. Make sure that's all going up on the Facebook if anyone's interested in looking at where methane's leaking in their area. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely I feel like it has limited use to the public, but for companies and repairing the infrastructure, it's definitely crucial and a great use of these cars. And uh, another product we have that's of great use is one that I've actually... I've imagined being produced for a long, long time. Um, I want to travel to places that, you know, where I don't speak the language, obviously. You know, like, I, who has time to learn a new language just to travel somewhere for a few weeks? Well, a new device popped up on Indiegogo called Travis the Translator. And basically what it is, is it's a little electronic device that you hold out, has a microphone and a speaker. And it'll help you commu communicate with like whoever you're talking to. And currently it supports about 80 languages when it has a SIM card in it or like a Wi-Fi connection. But in offline mode, it'll support about 20 languages, which I'm not sure maybe you can store what languages you're using or if it's up to the They might have like set ones. Yeah, or if it's the programmer's choice of a set, you know, 20 languages. That's pretty awesome. Now, Currently, the device is still, it's the size of a thick-ass tablet. It's probably <laughs> an inch and a half thick. It's like and a it's definitely, it's definitely the size of an iPad. Like, not, not the iPad mini, like the fucking old-school iPad 1. The idea is it's going to begin production this month, actually. And uh, they're going to shrink it down to about the size of a cell phone, but a little thicker. You know, it'll be still be an inch thick or so. Okay. And and uh, they've raised, actually, well over their $80,000 funding goal, which was pretty small for a device of such complex design. But uh, either way, this, this device is definitely looking like it's going to come out within the next year. And uh, they're actually saying they're going to be shipping them as early as, like, the end of July and beginning of August. Which I'm in full oh, wow. hopes for because, like, I want to travel, man. But the thing that intimidates me the most about traveling, which I mean, I've got to give you a handout. You went to Korea. Well, um, they, you, you, you said English is like, more. yeah, English is like their second language there. Yeah, yeah, they're a little more friendly. But like, I want to go places like deep sometimes. Like, I want to travel to places on touch, get off the tourist, you know, trail, so to say. And I'm afraid yeah. to. Don't you know, go too it's far. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, well, it's all about knowing the area, you know, like even our true. hometown, you know, there's certain places that you wouldn't go just because you know that's a bad place to go. Yeah, exactly. And that's where it involves talking to the people you meet so you can learn what these areas are as well. You're not going to go on the exactly. internet and find everything about every little crevice of the place. Nope. You're going to find the tourist area, but you know, you might want to step off that path. And it's really intimidating to step off that path unless you have the ability to actually talk to these people which this device is 
going to be a game changer for the way that we interact with people. It's another device that's going to bring people together, which, uh, you know, I really like. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's super cool. I, I think it's really neat uh, if they can get it down to, like, a cell phone size or even a little thicker, you know? You know, my idea is that, yeah, this device is going to be amazing when it comes out, but how long until it actually just becomes an app on our smartphones? Because that's the real idea. Yeah, true. And I'm sure they're already thinking this method and, and capitalizing on that as well. They've probably got everything copyrighted, but in my idea it would be you guys should be working more on creating a program that runs on all the existing devices that everybody has, and you just charge, you know, $20 a pop, $30 a pop, or whatever you decide, because it's such a unique program. It's It's got a lot of internal things going on, I'm sure. That's probably why they haven't gone with an app yet. But maybe if they yeah. can do it one language at a time per app. Yeah, true. True, right? Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of technology. We're going to keep with the foreign motif, actually, as we move into our movie segment. Now in our movie segment, this is suggestions that me and Matt are going to present to you guys. Uh, people have been liking what we've been uh, proposing. Hell yeah. We've gotten a lot of reception from uh, the people that listen about all the movies we've been talking about. And I really like that. I like chiming in and having conversations with people about these movies and seeing what they liked and disliked. It's really fun. People you know? on Instagram really enjoyed uh, Bone Tomahawk, it seemed. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I was enjoying talking to people about that. It was cool. So, yeah, be, uh, we always try and post a promo showing, you know, two movie posters of what we are suggesting. Feel free. Tell us what you think. The first suggestion that I'm going to present is Train to Busan. This is actually a Korean film. It was released in 2016, and it's a zombie movie. It's a, It takes place in South Korea where uh, passengers are struggling to survive on a train from Seoul, which is the, one of the main cities in South Korea, to Busan, which is another town city sort of outside of uh, Seoul. And being trapped in a train has never been so terrifying. Oh, my God. Like, as being stuck on a train isn't bad enough. Add some fucking zombies. <laughs> the uh, zombies in this case are, like, twitcher zombies is probably how I'd call them. Like, they're... Like they're, it's like they're having seizures sort of as they're running, and they're they have sort of little quirks to them that you find out throughout the movie. So I don't want to ruin any of that. But it's on Netflix. It's a two-hour-long movie. It was directed by San Ho Young, and written by Joe Su Park and Han Han. Or I'm sorry, San Ho Young, who also was the director. It stars Yu Gong, Su An Kim, Yumi Jung, and. A host of other people that pretty much get ripped apart by these zombies. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, man, that's brutal. It's intense. See, it's very realistic, and the graphics were great. I have to give them that's, that. That's what I was going to say, is it seemed like the zombies, like, from, like, you sent me some snaps when you were watching it. It seems like the zombies are, like, more of a realistic type. Like, in realistic type, what I mean is that, like, what I like to think of in real-life zombies is, like, a really enhanced, like, version of the rabies virus. You know, yeah. where a person just snaps. We've had incidents where they're on YouTube, you know, people that fucking snap and they go, like, cannibalistic almost. That's what I'd like to think, you know. If, it, if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, it's going to be some type of disease or virus like that that spreads. And, and it's funny that you say that because someone in the film at one point did say, like, people are going rabbit up there, you know. So yeah, it, it, exactly. that is a very good way of putting it. Yeah, the, see, the, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> the director also made a, an animated film called Soul Station, which is a prequel uh, to Train to Busan. And I guess the director mainly did animated films before this. This was his first uh, live-action film. Okay, and, that's awesome. And another so little tidbit. From the animation world? Yep, and another little tidbit. The main actor actually grew up in the town of Busan in Korea. It's it's Whoa. a really cool movie. Nice um, bringing it home. If you're if you're a fan of zombie or horror, or and you can stand subtitles, or if you know Korean, <laughs> then uh, be sure to far shot far shot out there. If we have any Korean speaking listeners, possibly. So check out Train to Busan. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that one out. The movie I'm covering is also a, like a horror film. It's uh, called Hush. You might have heard about it. It's distributed on Netflix, so you can actually just click on, check it out there. Um, it's directed by Mike Flanagan and also written by Mike Flanagan, but it's also co-written by Kate Segal. 
who is actually the star of the film. She plays Madison Young, oh, wow. who's an author that's a she's deaf and mute. And uh, basically, the course of the movie, she's harassed by the psychopath. And I'm gonna give you a warning. This movie takes place in a one shot, a one location. The whole film. It does not okay. leave the single location. So it's got the phone booth type element to it, like where you're stuck in one one location. But they do very good at working with that. Okay. It's a house that's isolated, isolated in the woods. And uh, basically, you know, she's just going about her normal day, and then out of nowhere, it triggers into the horror element. And, uh, I mean, the guy kills a close friend of hers, and it just goes from there. And it, I gotta say that one of the things I appreciated about this is they do the cat and mouse game very, very well. Okay. And uh, that's, you know, it's a theme that's overplayed a lot in these horror movies these days. Horror films come out a lot. But I gotta say that Mike Flanagan, he's, that's all he does is horror films. He uh, he did the Ouija movie, Ouija Origi- Origin of Evil. He also is behind Oculus. And okay. he has a ton of more horror films coming out in the future, too. But basically, that's all he does. Um, so he's got experience with it. Nice. And, that's, and Hush uh, has been on my Netflix list for a while. I just never got around to watching it. You know, I got onto it one night because I was like, you know, let me just like look up the best horror films of all time. And this one popped up, and I wanted to see a more recent film. And uh, this film came out in March 12th, 2016. So it's, it's definitely okay. one of the more recent good ones. And, uh, you know, it had a budget of $1 million, which is pretty small for, you know, any film like this. But, I mean, I gotta say, they did a fucking amazing job. And uh, the fight this girl has to give to survive, if she does survive, is amazing. Because this movie, it'll have you going either way. You don't know what the outcome's gonna be, and it'll surprise Damn. you in the end. You know, I'm gonna have I, to I give just, that a watch soon. Yeah, I would check it out. It's fucking amazing. It's one of the better horror films I've seen in a long time. Um, Bone Tomahawk still got the one up on my end. <laughs> I gotta say that fucking film caught me. But uh, no, Hush is—it's really good in an era of where horror films have just gotten so bland and copycat that I—I I, I love something it. different. Yeah, so check it out nice. if you're a horror film fan. Hush. It's the movie to see. We got some some scary shit for you people out there. That's that's the movies. We got Train to Busan and Hush. Be sure to check them out. Both on Netflix, I believe. Yeah, nice and easy for you. So all you need is that Netflix account or to have a friend that's uh, feeling the need to share. There you go. Sharing's caring, people. That uh, That pretty much brings us to the end of the show. Yeah, the best part of the show, everybody sticks by, you know. Don't be scared, people. We're going to get through this. It's going to get dark. It's going to get crazy. But we're going to get through it. I promise. Hail First off, leader. we're going to need to we're going to need to combine this. We're going to we're going to go to the Facebook and the Insta. All you got to do is search American Slacker Podcast. Then you're going to go to the website, americanslackerpodcast.com. And then you're going to send us an email because you love the shit out of the show. American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're a super fan, you also go over to Twitter and Reddit and check us out at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. That's Amer Slacker Podcast. We know you've already done this, but head over to iTunes, rate and review the show. Five stars or get the fuck out of here. It helps us grow up the charts, people. Don't you want to get us up the charts into the top 100? The best. You know you do. That's the best way to do it. And another way to do that is to tell a friend about the show. And if they're not aware of how to download a podcast because they got a flip phone from the 90s, send them over to YouTube on their little desktop PC and check out the American Slacker podcast YouTube channel where there's always the latest episode along with all of our old ones, including our bonus episode, which if you haven't checked out the last bonus episode, we did one with Tommy uh, Geringer from Monument of Memory. Fucking amazing dude and an amazing band. Definitely check that one out. And if you're not in the mood to be creeped out, and if you're not feeling like being creeped out, go over to the Spotify where you can check out Tommy's band and uh, many others that we cover here on the show. All you have to do is go to Spotify and search American Slacker Podcast. Check us out on our Patreon. That's where you can get gifts such as a shout-out. Uh, you can ask us a question and also an invite to play Xbox with us on the last Saturday of every month. And uh, don't forget to stalk us on our personal Instagrams and Snapchats and Gamer Tags. 
My personal Instagram is uh, MWG Media. And my Snapchat and Gamertag are MattyG from HP. And my Instagram, Snapchat, and Gamertag are Landers the Plane, which I got engraved on my brand new customized controller. You would, you uniform son of a bitch. (laughs) Alright, I'm done with this. I'm walking away. And until next time, that's it. There you go.